the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews important to you. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to be with you every week for these few minutes we have to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country, honors our Declaration of Independence, United States Constitution, our judicial justice system, which is and the principles upon which they were established and founded. We have a great show for you today. I'm happy that you're joining us. Before we go to our first guest, I want to, of course, remind you that our program is supported in all the programs you hear on AM 950, The Answer, FM 94.9, The Answer, and 1520 WBCW are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions as your solution. You'll be hearing about them more on the program, but for right now, you can uh, find out how to find them. You can just find them very easily at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. 866-FLA-DOOR. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. They'll take care of any garage door problem that you may have. Now let's go to our first guest. I'm very happy to be joined in the studio today by an old friend, friend of the of our station and a community leader in our community, businessman, successful small businessman, Wayne Levesque of All Seasons Pest Control. Wayne, it's great to see you. Thanks for coming over. Thanks, Roger. Thanks for having me out today. You know, it's always great to talk to with you. You have a great story of success with All Seasons Pest Control. You've uh, over two decades now in, in the Apopka area of, of operating a small, a successful small business with your wife, Terry. But right now, I know primarily you'd like to uh, talk about uh, an event that you you literally established, um, a charitable event, and um, which is the Ride to Fight Suicide 2019. And just tell us, first of all, just tell us when the Ride to Fight Suicide is going to be, and then we'll talk more about the details from there. Well, the ride is going to be uh, September 28th. That's the last Saturday of September next month. And it, uh, this year, we are very proud to announce that we, uh, we have moved it to the Apopka Elks. So the ride's going to start and end there. So uh, we're really excited about that. Now, you know, there's a, a very um, just a poignant story behind you. Know, what led you to this initiative? Would you, what would you like to share about uh, you know the reason this is, a, is an important um, cause for you? Well, you know, uh, we uh, lost our son um, Daniel Levesque. Actually, it was eight years ago today that uh, we lost him to uh, you know death by suicide. And um, it, it was very heartbreaking, and uh, we learned a lot about uh, suicide after the fact. And um, so we decided that um, 
you know, we're going to try to make a tragic uh, situation into something positive uh, so to try to help somebody else that might be contemplating suicide or have thoughts or are depressed or uh, for various reasons. And uh, so we just wanted to uh, have an event that we can raise money uh, and, and half the money that we do raise does stay in the Central Florida area uh, through the uh, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention Central Florida Chapter. And um, to reach out to people, let them know they're not alone and that uh, we are here to help them and we have the resources to guide them uh, to get help. Now, I commend you in your efforts. It's a wonderful cause that you're doing. And um, you're, I know you're going to touch many, many people in a, in a positive way. And we're very pleased that you're here on our program to share about it. Yeah, thanks, Roger. And, uh, you know, if I, if, I could, if I have a couple of minutes to give you a little bit of statistics sure. about um, uh, suicide, maybe somebody people don't know, just, so, just some brief uh, statistics that, um, uh, that for in the United States alone, uh, for every suicide, there are 25 attempts. Uh, each year, just under 45,000 Americans die by suicide. And uh, suicide costs the U.S. economy $69 billion annually. And on average, there are 123 suicides per day, and someone dies by suicide every 13 minutes. And that's the that's the United States statistics, and and then and unfortunately, that uh, statistic is not going down uh, right now. So uh, so we have to really work hard to really get the you know the the word out about uh, suicide prevention and try to find you know people so they can recognize the symptoms and signs of uh, of uh, contemplating suicide. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Our guest today is Wayne Levesque, talking about the event that he created, which is right around the corner, the Ride to Fight Suicide 2019. The ride will be taking place Saturday, September the 28th. And um, we're talking about all the various details right now. The registration is 9 a.m., kickstands up, 10.30 a.m., a back roads ride and returns to the Elk Lodge. And I, you know, I suspect. You suspect that you begin at the Elks Lodge too, correct? Yes, it takes off, kickstands up Elks, and uh, we we do a nice uh, seventy mile ride through Lake County, and then uh, we wind back at the uh, at the Apopka Elks for the after party. And there's that's two hundred one West Orange Street in Apopka, the Elks Lodge number two four two two, and that's a great organization. Talk about a great community organization with great people uh, that really does a lot to help uh, numerous people. In our community, they do. I think uh, the Elks is one of the hidden gems in Apopka that uh, you know most. Uh, we really like to have more act, you know, active members, but uh, but they've been really gracious to let us have our, our ride there this year, and uh, we're really excited about bringing it to the Elks. Um, they've just been really, really good to us, and, uh, and we're looking forward to a really uh, record-breaking uh, year this year. And of course, you're encouraging people to bring photos of their loved ones for your memory wall. You'll have live music by Laura and. Lauren Seven, uh, Lauren we're Seven. playing. Uh, they're really good, and uh, we're also going to have a um, uh, if with uh, the price of the ride and does include a free barbecue lunch at the end, and uh, we also uh, the first people to register online will get a free patch, free ride patch. It's going to be a great day, Sept- Saturday, September twenty eighth. The ride to fight suicide, two thousand nineteen. The cause is to help prevent suicide. Wayne, can you share what some of the, what are some of the things that you learned that you talked about? You know, this really something you were led to find out more about, learn more about um, after the death of your son. What, what can you? Um, what are some of the things you learned? Well, I've learned uh, to you know to to read the signs that that you may be getting from a loved one or or a friend of you know about depression. I mean, you can see people 
Uh, my son was real good at hiding his depression. Uh, we didn't one day from the other. We didn't know, you know, what mode he was in. So um, we saw the signs, but we didn't really realize how severe they were. And that and that's what we missed as a parent. And um, and of course, you know, we we had no clue that there was an American Foundation for Suicide Prevention at the time. Um, and and if we'd known that, we probably. If we would have re- investigated, we would have found them. But uh, if we'd known that, you know, familiar with them, we would have, you know, gotten more educated on uh, on uh, depression and um, and uh, signs of a possible suicide attempt. We're speaking with Wayne Levesque on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Wayne, can you? I suspect you've learned some things that you share with people now about some of the some of the signs that you see and. Um, you know, what are some of the ways that, that family loved ones can maybe uh, intercede? And, and what, sh- what should you do if you recognize those signs? Well, the main thing is to, um, of course, support that, that person um, and listen to what they have to say. Um, I've learned that um, – you know, and also you need to, to, to really learn how to talk to them the right way and not say the, you know, the wrong things that could trigger them to, um, you know, to do something and uh, – one of the one of the terms that I've learned to use now when we're talking to uh, uh, other individuals is to use and you know you don't use the word committed suicide you, you say died by suicide. Uh, that's one of the terms we've learned and and we've uh, you just you got to learn uh, how to, and we we went to a small class on this to uh, learn how to to listen and to talk to people that are hurting that are contemplating a suicide. So. Um, um, that's basically what I've learned to do that I didn't know before. Friends, we're speaking with Wayne Lebeck. We're talking about the 2019 Ride to Fight Suicide coming up on Saturday, September 28th. It'll begin at the Apopka Elks Lodge, number 2422, and that's at 201 West Orange Street in Apopka. It'll be a great day, and we encourage you to check it out if, you know, if you have an interest in participating in this ride or just contributing to the cause. And when, can you talk about, um, I mean, is there, is there, what are some of the reasons, you know, that, that people commit suicide? Cause some of the things that I've read about, not commit suicide, but die by suicide is, um, um, you know, when you, um, see some states case studies or whatever, it just seems like people, you know, the reasons were just so uh, trivial, if you will, or, um, you know, just people just you know, got, got distraught over something that, you know, seems so work, you know, that it could be worked out. I mean, what, what, what's your perspective? Yeah, you know, I, I, that, that is true. Um, it's various reasons. I mean, it's, it's amazing the, uh, you know, the problems that people have in, 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 in this world and what they think. Um, you never know what people think, but all you can try to do is look for the signs and the symptoms of it and try to talk them and let them know that there is help. Um, I would like to uh, say that, you know, that the, the governor just recently of the state of Florida just started a new uh, three-digit number for suicide prevention. I think it's 988. It's just recently I'm, I'm was just approved to be put out, which is a very exciting news for uh, people that want to reach out that don't have, uh, you know, can't tweet or you can't, you know, text. Or you, can at least, you can at least pick up the phone and, and dial 988 and get someone to help you. Oh, I think that's very wise, definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, Wayne, why don't we in our final couple minutes um, just tell the details again because I'm sure we have a lot of listeners that are interested in this subject and would be interested in either contributing or even participating in the Ride to Fight Suicide. 
sure. on Saturday the 28th sure. of September. I'd like to um, just say what, you know, what AFPC does uh, with the money that we, re- that we get. And 100% of the proceeds go to the AFSIP. Um, and uh, AFP was established in 1987. It's, uh, we, it's funds research. It, it runs educational program, advocates for public policies and mental health and suicide prevention, supports survivors of suicide loss. Um, their mission is to save lives and bring hope to those affected by suicide. Uh, their goal and our goal is to reduce suicide by 20% by 2025. And our event is the fifth annual Ride to Fight Suicide, uh, September 28th at the Elks. Um, come on out. We got some great raffle items. We got great food. We got a great ride planned. And um, we have a lot of activities going on in the, uh, during the event. Also, we're going to have a Corvette cruise in. Uh, Corvettes will be there from the Corvette Club of Orlando. Uh, they're going to be there in uh, probably about 20, 25 Corvettes. So you can come out and check out all the Corvettes and all the motorcycles that's going to be there around the Elks. It's going to be a pretty crowded street that day, I have to uh, say. And um, so we're, we're, we're um, and you, like I said, you can register online at AFSP.org uh, slash Orlando Ride. And you can uh, register. Uh, first hundred people get a free patch, and um, we are still looking. Oh, also, like like you said, bring a picture of a loved one that you have lost for our memory wall that we have out. That's really uh, pretty emotional, and um, and it, it shows you know people you know how, who we lost, and uh, that way we can remember them. And uh, also, we are we are still looking for donations for uh, some water. Uh, we're looking for uh, to get maybe a. a pallet of water if possible but that's the only thing we need right now and um that's basically it um you know like to thank my wife terry she uh she's the one that really puts this ride together um for us i'm the more of the the gopher guy but she she's the one that really puts it together and uh so i want to thank her for that i know it's hard on her you know to try to do this um especially right now with uh you know with us thinking about our son right now but um but it's gonna be, it's it's a worthy cause, and um, we're really excited about having it. And we appreciate what you're doing here, and um, encourage all of our listeners to to help support you. And we're really pleased you dropped by to see us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Thank you, Wayne Levesque, founder of All Seasons Pest Control in Apopka, also the founder along with his wife Terry, for of the Ride to Fight Suicide. And as Wayne said, the Ride to Fight Suicide 2019 is coming up on Saturday, September the 28th. And um, it'll all begin, kickstands up, 10.30 a.m. at the Apopka Elks Lodge, number 2422-201 West Orange Street in Apopka. Going to do a quick break, friends. When we come back, we'll continue with our program on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Well, friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. As we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, course, on our program, The Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. hope you enjoyed that conversation with Wayne Levesque and his efforts to fight suicide. And um, 
you know, he's, he and his, Wayne and his wife, Carrie, are, are going to um, really committed to, to help um, confront and, and fight this, this very sad problem that we have in our society. And it's a real result of that. They come up on a positive end with a very outstanding event. It's, as he said, I believe it's the fifth year in a row. It's the Ride to Fight Suicide 2019. And I encourage anybody who's inclined, and you don't have to, of course, um, ride, be, a, be a, a biker or, you know, want to participate in the ride to help the cause and you can make contributions, um, you know, and co- contributions are welcome, certainly. And you can find out more at www.afsp.org slash Orlando ride. And I encourage you to, to do that. Before we go further, I want to share a word about our friends, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, the great people over at St. Germain chiropractic and, let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. That's 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. When you're in pain, call Dr. Patrick St. Germain at 855-WHEN-IN-PAIN. Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic Proud to be voted best chiropractor for now 10 years in a row. Just kind of want to talk in our remaining, uh, you know, through the rest of the course of the program, just talk about a variety of uh, topics, several, I guess, top of the mind awareness topics, two to be exact. One I'll continue to talk about really the upcoming 2020 election, which of course uh, people are very already uh, passionately engaged uh, in 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 that election, you know, um, on both sides, and um, which I find to be fascinating, and I'll share a personal anecdote that occurred with me fairly recently, and, and I'm, which I think is one more interesting wrinkle of the of this whole current political um, milieu that we are experiencing right now, which is certainly to me is is unlike any political landscape in my lifetime. And what I mean by that is by the, the incredible divide <laughs> between, um, you know, not just the two parties, but even the Trump supporters and the non-Trump supporters, but certainly the, the, the left, uh, which is now obviously taken over the Democrat party and taken over the mainstream, so-called mainstream media and the middle America. That that's the way I would, I would describe it and define it. It was not so much Republican Democrat or even left and right anymore. It's um, the the heartland, middle America, um, on one side, people who believe you know, like we do in traditional American values, believe in our United States Constitution as written, uh, believe in the principles established, uh, stated so eloquently by Thomas Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence, believe in a justice system based on the precept of innocent until proven guilty, the precept of you have the right of due process, you have the right to face your accuser. You um, have the right to to um, to a trial by your peers, jury trial, Fourth Amendment uh, protection against illegal illegal searches and seizures, and which sadly, you know, from my perspective, and I didn't hear a whole lot of um, um, pushback from the quote conservatives, quote unquote conservative movement um, you know, under President George W. Bush's administration. I think uh, Fourth Amendment protections were diminished. 
probably more so than pretty much any any uh, administration in my lifetime. And I certainly spoke about that and didn't like it and spoke against it, but didn't hear too much uh, conversation from the quote unquote conservative um, movement people on that. Um, you know, the same people who a uh, certain element of them are, are, are big time, you know, never Trumper. So we'll talk about that topic a little bit later, but, but right now <laughs> we had a major, and this will shift gears a little bit. Of course, uh, one of the, the, the three themes, three or four themes of our program, the Roger Franklin Williams show is, is sports commentary on sports interviews with um, people in the sports community. We had a major sporting event in Orlando on Saturday evening, the college, the 150th season of college football in America kicked off right here in Orlando. And it was a huge game between the Florida Gators and to put my cards on the table. I'm a Gator fan and a university of Florida alum and the Miami hurricanes. And it was an incredible event. First of all, I'll say hats off to the, all the people involved in, in putting this outstanding event together. Um, I'll talk about that in just a little bit in a minute. Um, the the ball game was played. Uh, Gators you know, came out with a with an ugly, uh, um, you know, close win. I think the school. Um, but anyway, that's kind of what I want to talk about is 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 the reaction of so many Gator fans on social media, or just football fans in general. And I think it's interesting. I think it might be. I think. Uh, this whole social media phenomenon might be an element of what what we've been witnessing on social media. And what I mean by that is so many people that are that are you know upset or are not pleased or not happy. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about Gator fans <laughs> um, who are who are critical. I guess probably be the best word um, about the about the the Florida Gators' effort, even though they emerged with a win uh, against a very quality opponent and. Um, so that's I just think I'm kind of fat, I'm fat, kind of fascinated by that topic and I just wanted to share that with you for a few minutes since sports is um, you know, part of our mission here coverage of, of uh, presenting with you in interviews and commentary about sports but but also because of the dialogue I, and I think this is related to politics our political debate as well I mean Facebook specifically and Twitter I'm talking about social media I'm talking specifically most specifically about Facebook and Twitter because those are the ones that, that I'm on and you know I participate in and I witness. I think social media certainly and the internet in general has certainly changed our dialogue and ma- made it harsher and, and more coarse. And um, and I and I'm seeing that in the reaction uh, to the Florida Miami game. You know I didn't watch the game, but I, I did listen periodically to it on radio. Great call. Once again, by Mick Hubert and Lee McGriff. Of course, as as many of you know, Lee McGriff is, is a regular contributor to our show, and uh, he's a color analyst, of course, for the Gators. And then, I would say, more significantly, much more significantly, an outstanding form, former All Southeastern Conference receiver and record-setting receiver during his era for the Florida Gators back during the the early to mid the mid seventies. But. Um, you know, so I, I did listen to the game on radio, and of course, I understand that that listening on radio, you don't get the, the full impact of actually watching the game and see it with your own eyes. And and it was obviously, by all accounts, not a not a, a well played game from a purist point of view. Many mistakes by both teams, uh, many you know, significant number of bad plays by both teams. Florida's offense sputtered, even though they did come out with twenty four points, but. Um, 
you know, and you know, Florida had four turnovers, you know, which is not not a good number <laughs> um, for an offensive team. But the, the whole point is, here's the way I look at it, and this is at a, as a partisan Florida Gator fan. First of all, I've, I was very pleased, and I'm going to talk more about this in future programs, especially when we when we speak with Lee McGriff again. Very pleased that a, that Florida was opening with a with a quality opponent. Um, you know, I've had it with these 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 days of of lining up as many uh, you know f- for your non conference schedule um, as many um, you know hopelessly inferior programs uh, as possible. Um, you know, I you know I've been on all sides of this issue, and and I'm back now to being on my original side, which is I think that. Um, I don't think I don't think too much is served by 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 scheduling two or three games a year with 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 teams that are just you know, hopelessly outmatched that um, that that are you know no way shape or form on 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 the the level of um, you know a, a major power five football program. So I personally was very pleased to see you know, the Gators playing a, a quality opponent. I'm, I was very pleased to see them playing specifically Miami. You now many of us. Uh, Older school uh, football fans will remember the days when Florida and Miami had a you know, played every year. It was really <laughs> it was a passionate rivalry and passionate game to say the least. You know, Florida discontinued the series back in the eighties for you know from what you know, you know seemingly were, were some some pretty good reasons. Um, one of which Florida you know, playing in the SEC. One thing I will say for for Florida and any other team in the SEC that you don't really need to go around hunting for additional hard games. Uh, if you're playing, you're fighting your way through an SEC schedule every year, so I'm sure that was part of part factored part part into it. Not gonna gonna redebate that whole issue because it was a big controversial deal back in the, back in the day. But point is, happy to see him playing again. For some reason, that that just uh, that might, I mean that the intensity of both fan bases picked up right where it left off <laughs> um, 30 years ago. Even though they played intermittently every now and then over the last you know, 25 years or so. Um, it's just something about that Florida Miami series that really brings out incredible passion and intensity from from both fan bases, and I think that's a good thing. You know, college football attendance is in decline all across the country, um, and you know, especially at Florida. And I, I would say that one of the reasons, and it's one of the reasons that I think the people that run the game, athletic directors, administrators, people at the NCAA, really don't want to acknowledge or admit is just this phenomenon that I just talked about. So many of the so-called power five, which is our, the, the, the top, you know, the, 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 the top five conferences in division one football, um, the top notch major college teams ha- have just made it part of their business model, literally to, for their non-conference games to go around and just schedule teams that are just hopeless, hopelessly inferior. Um, and it doesn't lead to uh, you know interesting games, and you know you can debate whether doing that one a game a year. I mean that that goes all the way back to the early days of college football mismatches. Mismatch. I realize that mismatches are part of the fabric of the game. All you need to do is go back and look at some of the schedules back from the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, and so the, the mismatch, <laughs> um, you know, the cupcake game. Um, it's it's part of the fabric, but but when once you get to have two or three or even four on your schedule, I think it really diminishes what it diminishes your brand. Ultimately, it diminishes interest in the game, diminishes interest in those games, 
and I think that's a, a contributing factor to to the the fall off in attendance um, in major college football. Anyway, you know, Florida, you know, at least for one game, corrected that problem with a with a hugely high profile game versus Miami, which was played Saturday night. Florida emerged with a victory, and which uh, so, <laughs> seemingly thousands of Florida fans are, are really ticked off about about that. And we'll pick that conversation up when we come back from our break. You're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my turn. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And, of course, on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's also Roger Franklin Williams Show is a place where we also provide uh, inside coverage of Central Florida politics, business, and sports. At the moment, we're talking about sports, specifically the Florida-Miami game. Played this past weekend, this Saturday night. A little bit later, if we have time, talk a little bit about more about the presidential campaign and specifically the topic of of Republicans. And and, and it's a very tiny minority, but it's a, pr- a very vocal minority of Republicans that are anti Donald Trump and you know self identified conservatives, uh, self identified conservative movement conservatives. <laughs> um, and I can't think of a more feckless bunch over the past 30 years. Um, so anyway, I'm um, going to talk about that phenomenon a little bit uh, and spe- specifically about how the degree to which it frustrates me and angers me and um, you know, it, it perplexes me, actually. But right now we're talking about the – speaking of perplexed, <laughs> we're talking about the aftermath of the Florida-Miami game uh, whereas so many Gator fans are really upset, apparently, by the by the win over Miami. Um, and I was kind of setting the stage, you know, um, some of the background. And so so first, number one topic is I was very pleased that Florida's playing a quality opponent to open the season with. Very pleased they were playing Miami, regardless of the consequences. This is the kind of game that creates excitement. This is the kind of game that creates intensity and passion for college football. Playing, you know, some lower level Division two team with no tradition, no history, um, team that many fans, and, and no disrespect, but may not have even heard of, or who are inclaimed, um, you know, f- at, at a smaller level of, of athletic competition, just doesn't excite fans, and it doesn't you know, create passion for the game. It doesn't help, quote unquote, to, to use an overused <laughs> cliche, does not help build your brand. In fact, I think it detracts from your brand. So. First, first step number one, very pleased that Florida's playing Miami and happy about this game. But before we talk more about that, I want to give you a word from our friends over at Glenn Tatum Septic. The mission of Glenn Tatum Septic Service is to provide their customers and community with a company whose top priority is professionalism, courtesy, and quality, while creating new and lasting relationships through honesty, integrity, and hard work. Glenn Tatum Septic, offering 24-hour emergency service, Find out more at TatumSeptic.com. That's TatumSeptic.com. So Florida plays Miami 
Once again, it was a wonderful event from a big picture perspective. Once again, I commend everybody involved in this, you know, this idea, making it all reality on both uh, both schools, Florida and Miami, people at Florida Citrus Sports, uh, the other players involved, Disney, the network, television network. This is the kind of thing that um, obviously makes college football exciting, this kind of game, and it's a great way to start the game, and it was a great opportunity for both schools, Florida and Miami, to have the, the college football stage um, all to themselves. Uh, virtually no other games. There was a late-night game, Arizona-Hawaii, but essentially you know, the, the profile game, um, virtually 99.9% of the college teams start this week. Uh, so you had an, an entire week, an entire game, high-profile game, to really get attention of the whole college football world to successful programs who also have a great tradition and long history as bitter rivals. You know, great talented players on both sides. A, a true spectacle in a, in a great venue. Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Um, you know, the game <laughs> from pretty much all accounts. As I said before, I didn't see it in my own eyes. I did listen uh, to much of it on the radio. Um, was was kind of a dud in terms of quality of play. I mean, I, I, you know, the first thing I would say to that, what do you expect when you're playing almost in the middle of August? You know, I mean, that's what, that's another issue is there's this, you know, I think economics-driven effort in all major sports, especially professional sports, especially big-time college sports, to keep keep trying to squeeze every dollar out and push the, the first game of the season, you know, back further, further, further into the summer. And I think when you're playing games in August, you're probably not going to have a very polished, um, you know, well-played game. I think that's just kind of common sense. So anyway, the, 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 both teams look pretty rusty. Apparently, uh, you know, a lot of sloppy play, lots of turnovers, missed opportunities. Uh, both teams, especially Florida, primarily Florida, shooting themselves on the foot quite a few times. Well, Miami, the same same thing. Not a not a masterpiece from a style points point of view. And however, Florida did win with a, with a victory. And from my perspective, as a lifelong Gator, anytime you beat Miami in football, that's a good thing. And that's where I'm you know going to choose to focus my attention. Um, I've just been fascinated by, and I would, I would kind of think <laughs> that most Gator fans would think the same way, that they would think, hey, it's the first game of the season, you're playing in August, you know, it, I think it's, it's reasonable that the team's not going to be super polished, you're not going to have this massive offensive machine out there just rolling through the other opposition, um, scoring tons of points. By the way, you know, <laughs> you don't even have to be an astute observer of college football to know that Miami <laughs> – uh, traditionally, over the past thirty years, is known for their defense. They're known for their defense now. They're loaded with talent on defense, as they pretty much are every year for the last thirty plus years. Even before, um, I mean, even before they became a national power, they had they were putting tons of guys in the NFL. Many from the defensive side of the ball. Ted Hendricks, Hall of Famer, one one brief example. Um, their their coach was their former defensive coordinator, a defensive specialist. You know, I, personally, I would suggest you go into that game thinking, hey, you know, Miami's going to have a very stiff defense out here. We, we might just not blow through them for 50 points, you know, like, like they're one of these um, exhibition games, as I call them. But anyway, um, particularly throughout the course of the game, <laughs> particularly in the aftermath of the game, there's been just an avalanche of criticism and, and, and uh, you know, wailing <laughs> and gnashing of teeth by Gator fans I just flat out don't understand. So 
just thought I would share that with you. That's on my mind. I um, but and then the, the closing thought on that topic is, I think it's I think it's related to social media. You're not that people, you know, and you considering factoring in once again speaking as a lifelong Gator. Gator fans do have a tendency, shall we say, to be spoiled and, and have for many, many years, decades. So you've got to put that on the table too. See, fans of most college football teams are kind of that way as well. Um, probably Gators more so. But it just, to me, I think with the advent of social media, specifically Facebook, specifically Twitter, it's such an in-the-moment experience. People and People are posting things that, that can be seen worldwide that all their friends can see uh, when they're passionately in the moment. Uh, I don't, people, and I put myself in this category, don't, often don't stop and think about what they're putting down. They just, they're inspired by a, by a moment of passion and they, and they put it on Facebook or Twitter for the whole world to see. I think that's part of this whole phenomenon, but yeah, part of it is just good old fashioned, old school, high, <laughs> High expectations, inflated expectations, and um, you know, uh, being spoiled. So, for whatever it's worth, um, been kind of, kind of, it's been very interested to, to witness this. Um, hopefully, Gator fans will take a deep breath, uh, enjoy the victory, which to me is the main thing. Just be glad you got out of there with the win. Don't overthink the style of play, the quality of play, the style points, and don't be overly concerned about the style points. At least that's the way I'm going to look at it. Now I would like to, before we shift gears and talk about this whole phenomenon of the the anti-Trump Republicans, or I would say it's more so people self-identified conservative movement types. Um, because, because, and I don't want to even keep using the word Republicans, anti-Trump Republicans, because virtually every poll that's come out shows over 85% of Republicans support Trump enthusiastically, passionately. So it's just a tiny, it's a very small minority of people, but they're very vocal and they're and they're passionate, obnoxiously so, and to the point where I'm 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 interested in it. Even though some of them, um, and and which has led us to discuss this topic at, at this moment. Before though, I do though I want to let you know about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair. And if you are looking for a place to take your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle that will care for your your vehicle with old-school honesty, professionalism, skill, and integrity, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, that's where I take my car. No job is too big or too small. And I... Encourage you to you can find them over at 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka, Sheeler Auto Repair, and please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. The issue of of these people, and they pretty much identify themselves as movement conservatives, and they just their passion, their anti-Trump passion is 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 almost if not. Equal to, or even more so than the the hatred of, for Trump coming from the left, and I certainly I understand why the left hates Trump. I mean, I, you know, you get that he 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 uh, opposes everything they stand for. He supports traditional America. He understands that our rights come from God. 
He understands the principles set forth by Jefferson in the Declaration of Independence. He understands the principles of the United States Constitution. He's dedicated to protecting them. He understands why American is exceptional, and he's proud in the, of the fact that America is exceptional, and he's very, very explicit in celebrating that. Proud of the American flag. He's proud of our national anthem. Um, totally not politically correct, which I think is probably the – it's hard to say what the best thing about Trump is. I'd say it's certainly one of the best things in my opinion. And, and I mean I don't think there's a more partisan issue in our country right now than political correctness, radical, out of control, runaway political correctness. It's a, it's a threat to our very freedom. It's a threat to our freedom of speech. It's a, it's a blatant attack on our freedom of speech. Nobody has done more literally – and I say that unequivocally, in recent years to push back against the forces of political correctness than Don Trump, Donald Trump has. He does it every single day. He does it with incredible courage, um, knowing that he's going to get this, this, this brutal pushback that he gets. He continues to battle forward, um, pushing forward that, you know, and, and, and for some reason, <laughs> these movement conservative types, don't, that, that means nothing to them. And that's what I don't quite get. I guess for some reason, you know, this whole political correctness uh, situation that we have encroaching, I guess that doesn't fit their parameters of political debate or of, of, of doesn't fit their definition of, of conservative or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, we're up on our next break. We'll continue to talk about this when we come back from our break. You're listening to The Roger Frank and Williams Show. Please stay with us. Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. We're talking about this phenomenon in this very fascinating political landscape that we have, upcoming presidential election 2020, which so many people are already engaged in in so many different ways, a particular derivative of, of this political landscape, and that is the quote-unquote self-identified movement conservatives who do not like Donald Trump, to say the least, despise him, want to get rid of him. You know, they're out there trying to get rid of him right now. got a call recently from a friend um, who known many, many years, been on the same side of virtually every issue for 20-plus years in the political arena, Apparently he's he's you know part of this uh, anti-Trump brigade, um, you know wanting to try to find an alternative to Donald Trump, Republican alternative to Donald Trump. Um, you can imagine how that conversation went. Didn't go very well from my perspective. I mean, <laughs> you know, I had to explicitly you know just tell him how how disappointed I was by by that those efforts, shall we say? Um, but the the topic fascinates me, and that that's kind of what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. Um, before we do, though, I want to tell you about our friends Vito and Rhonda over at Network Sound and Video, networksoundandvideo.com. And I want to let you know that if you have any kind of memorabilia, certainly cherished family memories on various kinds of, of for lack of a word, media that is outdated, out of date, I encourage you to get over and, and see or make contact with 
network sound and video because they can take what you have, those cherished memories, and I know what I'm talking about because I was in the same exact boat myself. I had some things dating back to my college years, literally, um, and other things dating back over literally over 30 years that I just couldn't even view anymore. It was, one was on a VHS tape. Another was, um, I think, an 8-millimeter tape. It just um, I had no idea if you could ever even access those again. I had no idea if you could even adapt them to be, to be accessed. Well, you can. Not that easy to find places that do that. But but they do exist. Fortunately for us, one of them exists right here in our, in our community, NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Vito and Rhonda Fira. Vito Fira founded the business over 30 years ago. And in fact, they're located conveniently at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood in the Merritt Center. You can take whatever you've got, and this includes pictures, you know, old Kodak, you know, Kodak uh, pictures, of which I've got boxes and boxes and boxes, and I know many of you do as well. And, and they can make a wonderful slideshow of those photographs. And if nothing else, even without the slideshow, they can get them on online. You know, they can get them on on a thumb drive, what's known as a thumb drive. Yeah, it's um, that's because it's about the size of your thumb. <laughs> they can preserve them there. You can plug them into any computer, and you can watch them on your computer. You can, of course, send them. Email them, text them to family and loved ones around the country. There are a variety of numerous ways that you can once again start to enjoy these precious memories that are that have been stuck in a box in a closet for thirty plus years. It's all at Network Sound and Video. I know I was gratified when I learned about them. I was even more gratified when I got to meet Vito and Rhonda, and a friend introduced us um, and saw what kind of wonderful quality people they are and, and how their heart literally is invested in the work that they do. And that's helping you and I preserve our cherished memories and family histories and personal histories. Again, you can find them at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. It's in the big tree uh, business uh, section area. You can find them online at networksoundandvideo.com. That's networksoundandvideo.com. Or you can go old school and just pick up the phone and call them. And their number is 407-834-8555. That's 834-8555. And yes, uh, if you call during business hours, a live person will actually answer the phone. That's Network Sound and Video. Contact them today and please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now back to our conversation about you know, my, my, my fascination and my frustration with these these people who, you know, call themselves conservatives, identify as conservatives. Um, I guess I guess, you know, they they've got a track record of actually being conservatives who despise Trump and want to get rid of him. I mean I, I just it, it really perplex the situation perplexes me and and I just kinda wanna share it with you and I know many of you have the same you know, have the same situation in your lives. Most likely, uh, regrettably, at least maybe one person or two, because once again, I don't want to, I don't want to overemphasize the situation because it's really only a, a small minority of people, but they are vocal and, and, and it's just, um, they, uh, I don't think they're doing much damage at all, if any damage, but I'm just uh, fascinated by the fact that they um, see things the way that they do. And from my perspective, <laughs> Donald Trump is without a doubt the the best thing that happened to, to use the term loosely, I guess, conservatism in America since Ronald Reagan. 
and I would, in fact, I wouldn't even phrase it conservatism because what he's doing on a daily basis goes much beyond just just the conservative label. He Trump is the best friend of an advocate for traditional American values that we've had since Ronald Reagan. And he's a fighter. He, he battles for it. It's obviously in his heart and in his soul. And that's why I don't understand how people who so-called call themselves conservatives, you know, don't like the guy or want to, literally want to get rid of him, despise him. I don't understand where this comes from. One theory I have, and uh, you know, Limbaugh has a lot of theories, and they're, they're good ones, psychologically, even psychological prof- you know, theories, but that more applies to the Washington inside the Beltway types, um, who are you know, essentially just like all you know. That's one thing I learned long long ago, and this situation just illustrates it. The <laughs> the so called conser- the conservatives in Washington in the swamp are basically just as worthless as everybody else in the swamp. <laughs> so you know, um, and they have that typically overinflated opinion of themselves and overinflated ego, which makes it even worse. So, I, but my theory is, I think these people are not realist. They're they're not in the real world. You know, they're they're theoreticians. They they're the type of people who go around debating, um, as we used to say, how many angels you could get on the head of a needle. Um, you know that, that they live in a theoretical world, and somehow some of the positions that Trump takes, such as the the, the tariffs violate their principles of what a pure conservative uh, pure conservatism or whatever and and I think um, and that just galls them even more because I think they're completely missing the big picture yeah so Trump's not a purist in terms of conservative theory on certain issues I mean who cares I mean on the big issues the important issues the imp- the issues that affect us in our everyday life, the issues that will affect us in the future, for future generations to come. He, he's, as, he's as solid as you can get, and, and he's, he fights as hard that anybody has, has ever had in our lifetime. And that's what's matter. That's what matters. P- Trump calling out political correctness, not being inhibited by it or t- intimidated by it. I don't see anybody else literally out there, state, local, or national, Pushing back that way, the way that he does, and he suffers greatly for it. Um, the way that he honors the flag and our constitution and our national anthem, the way that he honors our military, um, all these kinds of things—that's what's important. The, the way that he understands capitalism, that he understands free market economics. He was a, a massively successful businessman for crying out loud. I don't know if we've ever had a president who's had the success in the private sector that Trump has had. He knows – He certainly – I mean the, the fact that we've got a, a great economy now and have had for you know, recent months is um, absolutely no surprise to me. should be no surprise to anybody who, who's a close observer of things. Trump knows the, the, the free market capitalism – like like nobody else, he he's participated in it. He's fought these battles for a lifetime. He's won more than his most of his battles. He knows how to negotiate. He he knows all these intricate things about the economy, the free market economy that literally most, if not all, politicians just flat out don't know. 
so his 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 skill, you know, in in managing the economy, his knowledge of a capitalist economy, his uh, passion for the military, his passion for American exceptionalism, his understanding of the fundamental founding of principles of our country. All these things are what's important. And even most important, the fact that he's willing to go out there and fight for him, you know, at, at great expense, personal expense to himself. And how anybody, you know, who calls himself a conservative can't see that or get it or understand it is just absolutely perplexes me. And as I said before, it really, really frustrates me. And uh, just one personal note, I don't want to get any more phone calls from any of you, uh, never Trumpers out there, trying to persuade me not to support Trump. Well, friends, it's been great with, to be with you today. I especially appreciate our friend Wayne Lebeck coming over to join us. And if you want to talk about America, if you want to talk about what makes America work, what's made America a successful country for over 200 years, well, almost two and a half decades, Wayne, you can start by looking at Wayne and Terry Lebeck, small businessman, created All Seasons Pest Control over 20 years ago, and I think it may even be over 30. I just don't want to say a specific year and, and get get it wrong. Uh, makes his living every day by serving the public, by providing a service, a very necessary service. I know how good he is at it because I, I'm a customer. Created a successful business for 30-plus years, dedicated to giving back to the community. This most recent project is the Ride to Fight Suicide 2019, the fifth annual Ride to Fight Suicide 2019. And as you heard on our program, he has a very personal story about what led him and his wife, Terry, to to take upon this effort to do what they can to help others prevent suicide. Give you the details before we sign off. Once again, the Ride to Fight Suicide 2019 will take place Saturday, September 28th. It'll start registration promptly at 9 a.m. at the Apopka Elks Lodge, 201 West Orange Street in Apopka. Kickstands go up at 10.30 a.m. The ride will be through rural Lake County. When they return, there'll be live music by Laura and Seven and raffle with great prizes, a silent auction, and a lot of other great Things as well. That's Ride to Fight Suicide 2019. You can find out more at www.afsp.org slash Orlando Ride or just call All American Pest Control, excuse me, All Seasons Pest Control. That's All Seasons Pest Control in a pocket. Well, friends, it's been great to be with you today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you and hope you have a great day. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.